0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast of SRCC Wings of Fire, a term which is very much floating in the news since the beginning of 2021, and in 2020, it made up roughly around 40% of the IPO market, something which grabbed the attention of several large investors across Wall Street. It is none other than SPAC, that is Special Purpose Acquisition Company. In this episode, we'll try to decode SPACs, we'll talk how do they work, their advantages, their disadvantages their current status in India, and in the end, we'll talk about the future prospect of SPACs. So, without any further ado, let's start. A special purpose acquisition company is formed for the exclusive purpose of generating investment through an initial public offering to acquire an existing company. As the term infers, the purpose is to acquire and merge with other private companies and has no other commercial operations. Thus, we can say that SPAC is a public company that is established to acquire private assets. SPACs are also named as blank check companies, blind capital pools and private investment public equity. The term blind and blank are very appropriate here because at the time of the SPAC IPO investors have no clue and idea about the company its operations in which their money will be invested. However, the founders sometimes have at least one acquisition packet in their mind, but they don't disclose it at the time of the IPO, as it would be, as it would be illegal if they do so. SPACs are generally formed by business executives who are experienced and confident that their reputation and experience will help them identify a profitable company to acquire. So now, here are the some basic rules of special purpose acquisition company. They feature a deadline to seek out a deal. The maximum time is 3 years but usually capped at 24 months. If the SPAC is not able to find an acquisition in that time frame, it will have to face liquidation and the investors will get their money back. If at the time of the merger, the investors don't like the acquisition, they have an option to withdraw their investment and get, get their money back at the face value. So there will be no harm and no gain. The working of the SPACs have been given in the following steps. Step 1. In the beginning, Pre-IPO sponsors by the initial setup cost and commit the SPAC sponsor capital, which is around 5% of the planned IPO proceeds. After this, SPAC is incorporated as a company. Step 2. The funds are invested by the pre-IPO sponsors and are deposited in a trust account. Step 3. After this, SPAC will have its IPO and all the money raised is deposited in the trust account. A prospectus issued by SPAC has a major focus on the sponsor and their history instead of the company's history and their revenue, simply because it has no past. During the IPO, the management contracts with the investment bank to handle the IPO. These banks also charge a fee for their service, which is usually around 10% of the IPO proceeds. Step 4. After raising the money, SPAC management team will look out for possible acquisitions and will acquire a private company, usually within two years. This acquisition is known as Initial Business Combination. At the time of the acquisition, the founders and sponsors get profits from their stake in the new company, usually around 2% of the common stock. And the investors of SPAC receive an equity interest in the acquired company according to their capital contribution. There are numerous alternatives available to companies for going public. But why SPACs over a traditional IPO? Due to the absence of fundamental operation, both financial statements and prospectus filed during a SPAC IPO are considerably shorter and can be formulated in a course of weeks, compared to months for a traditional IPO. SPACs also reduce the bureaucratic procedure and cost related to a standard IPO. Thus, we can say that special purpose acquisition company is a chance for a corporation to travel public without all the paperwork of a standard IPO. Another crucial component in the meteoric boost of special purpose acquisition company is. is Even high-profile, well-regarded companies and investors came to be getting associated with SPACs. Therefore, other investors also inclined to give it a chance. Investors also like it because it gives them a lot of options, since they can always choose not to participate in the acquisition and get their money back. All these factors contributed to the rising diversion of companies and investors from traditional IPOs to SPACs. Special purpose acquisition companies have generated record amounts in the last few years. Around 28 SPACs have had their IPO last year, raising around $8.9 billion, as per SPACsData.com. Although companies that expand equity through a SPAC may have many benefits, but they come with their own set of challenges. Firstly, entities must have a proper knowledge of risk correlated with these investment vehicles. Secondly, a thorough and factual project management plan to meet the need of an accelerated merger timeline. Sponsors generally have two years to procure companies. If not, they'll have to refund the money to the public. Sponsors might rush and find a company in a hurry if the deadline is near. Some critics worry that there's an inducement to merge with a mediocre company just to get their payday. If the sponsors never find such a target company to attain and SPACs liquidates, well at least investors more or less get their capital back, but that's clearly not what they're looking for in an investment. Some of the last year SPACs have executed purely on the stock market and others have raised big concerns. SPACs are considered horrible for retail investors since they are investing blindly without any information and understanding of the company. There is a big degree of risk, or risk involved here. After zero emission truck maker Nikola went public through a SPAC, it was impeached for fraud though the company denies about it. There are many regulatory problems with these SPAC the existing regulatory framework is not very supportive of the SPAC structure. For example, in India, the Companies Act 2013 ratifies the registrar of the companies to strike off the name of the companies that do not begin their operations within one year of the incorporation. Further, stock exchanges across the world have their own SPAC-related restrictions. For instance, the London Stock Exchange expects a listed entity to delist and reapply if there is a reverse consolidation with the listed entity. These regulations also restrict the growth of SPACs across the world. In the end, I would like to conclude with my opinion that with proper regulations, SPACs are definitely going to grow in the coming future and as India's IPO market is extremely developing, SPACs have the potential to prosper in Indian landscape as well. If we consider SPAC listing in India, adaptable rules covering aspects such as incorporation, compliance and governance shall have to be developed. This is why SPACs should be perceived with extreme caution. But they shouldn't be written off completely. It can coexist with other options of going public and should be supervised properly by the government to increase the opportunities and growth prospects for many companies planning to go public through SPACs as well as the investors looking for such investment avenues. Thank you.